Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My name's Moshe Kasher. And I'm Natasha Leggero, live from Atlanta, where there was just an active shooter, uh, ambushed a police officer and uh, shot him in the face. And uh, that's just a block away from where I am. So I just want you all to know that uh, I'm excited to be here and I'm afraid to go outside. Suffering for the family, Tosh. Thank you for getting out there and making that bacon. I got an announcement. Anytime. Yeah. It took me three weeks. Have you been gone three weeks? Yeah. No, I've been gone almost four weeks. It took me almost four weeks of full-time parenthood before I walked into our child, who you may have heard about before, our child's bedroom when she was supposed to be taking a nap, and she had dumped one entire bottle of Elmer's glue on her hair, face, body, Bed, comforter, stresser, clothing, nightstand, Honey, children's why books. Was there glue in her bed. I don't know why there was glue in her bed. It could be that I was in there sniffing it, attempting to dull the pain of being away from my lady love for almost four weeks. And I got to tell to the to the glue sniffers out there, Elmer's glue does not do the trick. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I had to uh, fireman carry our child into the shower, give her a quick glue scrub down. She was screaming. And for the first time since you've been gone, she screamed, I want my mommy. So that's where I've been at. So you think you got a bad? Too rough with her. No, it wasn't that. She was out there just feeling sorry for herself because I was taking her glue off. And I think she wanted to peel it off like so much molting skin. You think I would have let her kept the glue on, keep the glue on? No, I don't think you would have let her keep the glue on. But I will tell you this. Uh, it's time to come home. Wrap it up. <laughs> I know. I've been kind of like living in an apartment like a single lady. It's kind of fun. It's a little annoying. I have a lot of free time. Uh-huh. What do you mean exactly living like a single lady? <laughs> I just mean like I'm in my own apartment. I like make my own coffee. I, I clean my, you know, I, I'm just like, I'm like cleaning up after myself. It's just like, I'm like, I don't have like a roommate. Aha. Uh-huh. You get, you getting smushed though? No, but it's just really clean here. No Atlanta smushing though? No. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty busy going working. Mm-hmm. You looked up at the sky, just so you know, in the Zoom, a telltale sign of a dishonesty was you looked up. Well, Tosh, I have been chaste and faithful to the parenting and the marriage. Uh, I've been a real Mr. Bomb. Isn't that sad in a way that, that fatherhood is so disrespected that when a father actually takes care of their child, they're like, oh, you're like a Mr. Mr. Thing that actually does that. Mr. Actual Caretaker. A male actual caretaker, a mom. Oh, you're acting like a mom. You're taking care of your child. It's rude and disrespectful. I'm working this out. 
by the way, just because like, I know we're in a hurry because like you don't have a nanny right now or any kind of help, but like, where is our child? She is uh, in the other room watching uh, Starbeam. And I told her, daddy's got a podcast. Let's hear a secret. Okay. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Moshe. So got a secret for you. I've, I've only told my sister about this and she said I should call in. Um, so I have a dog, a very responsible pet owner. Every time you know she goes to the bathroom on a walk, I immediately pick it up and bury it home or to wherever their nearest trash can is. But the other week, I got for a walk and she took a shit on someone's lawn. And I looked up and saw a Blue Lives Matter flag on their bumper. <laughs> so I just left it. You know, just a, just a slight act of aggression. But fuck them, you know? So yeah, have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Not on the episode where Natasha mentions police active shooter homicide. <laughs> this that I our producer is a pretty crack uh, producer. She's I would say on top of everything, but I would say that perhaps that secret could have been played on an episode that didn't start in the intro with a cop getting shot. Natasha, are you eating soup? <laughs> dinner. <laughs> You're eating dinner while we record a podcast? I told you I'm living like a single lady. I'm busy. I got like, I worked all day. Now it's like time hey. to get a little ramen, you know? Hey, I'm living like a single lady, you know? I clean up after myself. I have my own coffee and I slurp ramen while I podcast. I have my shaman ramen. Chef Ludo gave us all these ramens that he made. So I don't know. I was just like, I had already put it in and then you said we were going to podcast. So I didn't, I, I wanted to be able to like eat my dinner because it's much later here and I have to go to bed soon. Well, honey, everything you do, it's kind weird of and rude or not, you do it with a plum. You look good. You're making me miss you. You're making me want a sip of that ramen. You're a handsome lady. Anyway, what did you think of the secret? Here's the thing. If you have a bag, pick up the shit. If you don't have a bag, make an excuse or like kick it with a stick or your foot. Like just like get it out of there, you know? But, Do what you can. But no matter what, no matter what the lawn sign says. Exactly. What if it said Italian comedians uh, are, are untalented ramen slurping fools? <laughs> I wouldn't really care. What if it said Natasha Leggero? Uh, social security number 715-219-8. You think I know your social security number? I don't know your birthday. <laughs> okay, let's take another call. All right. I don't know Sounds how much good. longer I want my kid to watch Starbeam. Um, a few years ago, me and my then boyfriend were at a nudist lake in town. And we started to have sex in the water, and it was fine for a couple of minutes. And then I felt this strange sensation, like, on my butt hole. And I realized it was a fish um, biting me. And that's my secret. But also, I feel like I'm one of, what, 20 people throughout human history that this has, has ever happened to? <clears throat> Thank you. In, incorrect. In fact, uh, in Southeast Asia, there's a lot of places where you actually pay for that service. We went to a nudist 
place that the most nudist place I've ever been is that hot spring we went to and they were not cool if you had clothes on. Yeah, but they also would have been not cool if you started fucking in one of the hot springs. You think? Yeah, you're I right. know. You're right. It's not right. like that. But it's I don't know what this felt, I felt very on display there. I did not. And I think really, honestly, it's because I grew up differently than you. I don't think anybody was looking. I mean, look, the creepy old hippie man, he can't help but steal a little look. You're the most thrilling thing he's seen since 72. Since, Je <laughs> since Jefferson Airplane came through town and he saw a topless girl with a, with a sign that said, I love you, Jefferson, you know? But most of the time, my experience at nudie, nudist places, there's not a really sexual vibe, which is why I was a little surprised to hear that she fucked in the lake. Also, fucking in a lake sounds straight up like cold, uncomfortable. These I just, I've never horny. understood. But why are you trying to fuck someone who doesn't want to fuck you? That's what I don't understand. Wait, who said they didn't want to fuck? Didn't she say he just started like coming up against her? What? No, that was a fish, Natasha. Stop <laughs> eating the ramen. You're eating, you're focusing on ramen, not on the podcast. That's the problem when you have something delicious. Someone says a fish started nibbling on my butthole. I was wondering why you didn't laugh at my little riff at the beginning. I'm sorry. God, you got ramen brain. You're like, damn, I just want another slurp of that ramen. I don't want to do a podcast. Wait, hold on. I want that bone broth. You want to hear another secret? Is your ramen done? No, but that's okay. I'll wait. All right. Let's play another secret. Hi, Moshe Natasha. I love your podcast. I have a secret for you. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for seven years now. We met when I was 18 and he was 31. I told everyone that we had met online on Tumblr or on Tinder, but in reality, we had actually met on FetLife. So that is my secret. Thank you. What's that? Not enough info. FetLife. What's that? It's a fetish oh, like yes, meetup. But what's not their enough fetish? info? It, I know. That's a deeply upsetting secret. Probably the most disturbing secret anyone's left. To not say you're fat. Oh, I like calling it a fat. That sounds way cooler. I also have to say, um, if you're 18 and you're dating a 36 year old, is that what, it would seem like it was like 12 years older. 31. I think that, um, no, I don't know. I, I think it's okay. I dated, I dated, when I was like in my early 20s, I, I liked, I liked to date like 50 year olds or 40, people really? in their 40s and 50s. I dated a few. I thought it was like cool because they like knew so much and I always wanted like information. Huh. So I just you don't, don't like want to judge it because sometimes it's useful, I guess, to date someone who's much older than you. I feel like old guys that like dating young women, they're the kind of guys who act like they know a lot of shit. Oh, for they're like, sure. Walk around smoking like Galois cigarettes and like reading Camus and just being like, oh, did you want to talk about existentialism? Wait, but I'm you, available. Know so, it's like, you know what's so funny about that is the girls who are my age, we would never listen to them for like two seconds. Oh, you'd see through it immediately. You go, oh my God, look at this. That's why they, they go for women who are 18, 19, 20. They don't even know, like, they don't know who, 
movie direct like they they don't know music they they don't have reference points and you can not feel e so smart not only that but you know what actual smart 41 year olds are doing hmm. not dating 18 year olds they're busy <laughs> at like symposiums or think tanks or talking to other 41 year old smart people you can't do your you can't do your symposium and also like go home and fuck a hot 20 year old you I mean I'm being reductive. Yeah, of course there are some very bright 41-year-olds that like dating 18-year-olds, but I, I and by the way, to our 18-year-old listeners out there, it's not cuz 18-year-olds are stupid, it's because 18-year-olds are 18 and there's a gap. I mean, there's like a experiential I mean, I'm 41 for a few more days. The idea of dating an 18-year-old, I would have to like I mean, I'm sorry to any 18-year-old listening. I would have to be like on some like, I'm gonna just act out. It'll be it'll be like smoking crack right now. It, it wouldn't be like, oh, I'm on. I have a healthy sex life. It would be like, I'm gonna go do some shit. I'm gonna go down into the 18 zone. I'm not. You're not telling your friends about it. Let me put it that way. You're not going back to the uh, to the poetry coffee shop and being like, well, Jacques, you know what I did last weekend was I took a an 18, recently turned 18 year old on a ride on my Vespa and told her about French cheeses as I tried to get my hand down her pants. Yeah, I think that uh, it's really hard to judge another person's relationship. Yeah, but it makes it almost easy when someone's 41 and someone else is 18. You think, is 18 legal? 18 is legal, but it's troublesome. 18 is too young. Okay, let me ask you this then. Is 22 and 38 no, yes. okay? It's getting better. <laughs> it's getting better. It ain't good, but it's getting better. I mean, I don't know what the rules are. You know, every person that dates an incredibly young person is always like, but this incredibly young person, this incredibly young person has a, a special kind of a primordial maturity that came perhaps from the womb. But I don't know what the, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but like 18, I'd say if I'm making the rules, and these are not laws, these are rules. 18, you can date up to like 25. In the 27 zone, it's getting a little dicey, no, but I get so it. Right. You're so right. Because you know what? I don't want to date a fucking teenager. I'm like Teen. in my 40s. Like I would, I would never date a 30-year-old. <laughs> so, okay. So, because we go like, 18 to 20. I require something. So, like 18, like 18, you, you, you're, you haven't even really gone to college yet. I mean, just because it's legal, like if you really think about it, it's pretty fucked up. So, I'm giving 18 to 25. Maybe if there's a 27-year-old that's kind of hitting bottom on some sexual behavior, okay, 27. So 18 to 27. Then 25, you can go up to 35, okay? Then once you're 30, you get to date anybody you want without it being creepy unless the person you're dating when you're 30 is geriatric. At that point, it starts getting weird. So if you're 30 and you're dating a 55-year-old, it's, okay. it's getting in the zone of, uh, I'm going to say that's getting weird again. If you're dating a 60-year-old. 55 dating, is not geriatric. 55 is definitely young feeling. Uh, no, I agree. Sure. It's young feeling. 
It's young feeling. I'm saying it starts getting weird. 30 and 55. 30 and 60? Mm, we're approaching. I it's, think it's weird. 85, you can't date anybody. Just period. You're not allowed to have a sex life or a romantic life after 82. So now, I don't know if these rules seem a little bit, um, a little bit uh, arbitrary, but I think that there's something to what I'm saying. No, honestly, I kind of am coming back. Interview like an elderly couple. I so want to know if they have sex or what happens. I would. They definitely have sex. I would love to do that. And by the way, the more I think about it, the more I realize I'm just kidding. There are no actual rules. There's just things that you look at and you go, that feels odd. But you know, I robbed the, you robbed the cradle with me. I'm much, much younger than you. I know. And people used to say, they'd be like, don't you think it's a little creepy that, that she's going for you? Like, don't you think she's a little bit like robbing the cradle? Cause you are, you're, you're five years older than me. And Honey, five years is not, no one thinks five years is robbing any cradle. Like that doesn't, I hear you say, I hear you saying that. All I can tell you is my experience. My friends pulled me aside. They would say, are you okay? Like, is there some manipulation going on there? There's a power differential, they would say. And I would say, no, I, I, I love her. And she thinks that I'm mature. And she always says how smart I am. And I want to be with her. And they all would say like, okay, but if anything goes wrong, like we can help you get out of this. So I don't know. I don't think you're a predator. I'm saying my friends all do. <laughs> okay, let's take one more call. One more secret. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Moshe. Um, I love the secret dump. I've been binging it for the past week now. So I decided to leave my own secret. For the past five years, um, I have been getting my nipples pierced. And then after six months, I usually take them out and let them heal so I can go back and get them redone again because I like the way it hurts. Um, and so, yeah, that's my secret. All right. Yo, that person did what the person that met their lover on FetLife did not do, which is let us know the Fet up front, right in the open, Blanging nipples. Thank you for that. And I actually have a very specific um, bit of advice for this person. I think this person needs to look into um, those flesh hooks. I don't remember what they're called, but they're called flesh hooks. And I knew I've known people that do it. They suspend you by flesh hooks. They, they sometimes through your nipples, sometimes through your the flesh in your back. And people get into it. It's definitely not for me. I don't know a lot of Jews that are into flesh hooks, but it's a thing. It's like a thing in the piercing community. And I think the Native American community, too. I think it probably comes from the Native American community. What's the instinct behind it? You know, I think like, you know, the kind of idea of like spiritual experience through ordeal. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like oh, related like to that. Like it's almost like a when you have to like go on a journey like you've got to like uh go to mecca it's like takes a lot of energy 
Yeah, but even more than that, like it's more like self-flagellation that some of the Catholics do. You know, I think it's related to that. But to be honest with you, I don't know. I know it's like a Native American spiritual custom, so I don't want to talk out of class. Um, uh, but I think it's time for the Native Americans to get taken down a peg. So why not? Let me just uh, – just kidding. Um, I don't know exactly what it's for. I, I think they call it – yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to talk out of class, but I do know that some – Piercy people get into that and they literally pierce your skin with a hook and then they pick you up by chains and you dangle from these like deeply oh. embedded flesh hooks. Yeah, it's pretty I crazy. Want it. Does it feel good? I think it gets them to zones of spiritual ecstasy or something like that. But how do you find out that that's possible? Like if someone's like, hey, Natasha, if I take you by your nipples and hang them from hooks, you're going to feel God. Like maybe I, well, I don't. Is that what people are saying to them? Like, why would you I don't do know? That? So painful. I don't know how you find the path, but I do know that one pretty good way to do it is to have your piercer start to notice. Hey, uh, lady, you come in here every seven months. Uh, I am starting to notice that perhaps you're not here for an uh, uh, a fashion accessory, but in fact, for me to plug needles into you. Come this way, and then they open a velvet curtain, and through there are the fi the flesh hooks. If we have any people out there that do the flesh hooks, both in the piercing community and or the Native American spiritual community, if you want to tell us uh, why people do it, what the purpose of it is, we are curious and open. Natasha is – wow, she just sent me a DM in the chat saying she'd be willing to do it live on, our, on one of our <laughs> podcast recordings. So that's kind of awesome information. Get in touch. Email us, endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to leave a secret, Tosh. Yes, please uh, email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail or follow our Instagram or, you know what, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, But if you want to leave a secret of your own, give us a call, 213-222-8608. Just leave a message. Everybody's got a secret. Why not share yours? Natasha, yes. you're coming home so soon. Three I days. I can't wait. Three days? Four days. Is okay. that for real? Oh, well, man. I think I'm going to make it. Oh, the birth of our country. What a beautiful day that will be. Uh, Natasha, I, there's one thing and one thing only that I love more than the United States of America, the greatest country on earth. Yeah, what is that? It's the greatest lady on earth. It's you. Oh, thank you. I love you too.